All right, we are back at it. I'm your host, Liam Skivington, back with episode three of the Sox Stacks podcast. I am joined today by Mr. Nick Sogard. Nick, how you doing, bro? Doing good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. So, Nick, we'll just jump right into it. Uh, you had a great year with the Worcester Red Sox last year. What came together for you at the plate? Yeah, um, I think the biggest thing was just kind of getting more comfortable with myself, um, you know, a little bit more confident and was able to play in AAA a little bit in 22. So I think just kind of understanding the pace of play and being a little bit more um, just overall comfortability, I think, was key. As kind of a utility man, Nick, how do you prepare um, before games? As far like defensively, you mean? You're right. <clears throat> it kind of depends on the day, to be honest. Um, try to shag fly balls as much as I can off live bats to prepare for whenever I'm in the outfield. But it's also a long season, and there's a lot of a lot of games. So kind of depending on where I'm in the lineup or um, what position I'm playing that day kind of determines what I'll do specifically uh, pregame to prepare. Uh, so, Nick, what do you do in the offseason um, outside of baseball? What what do you like to do? Like, who's Nick Sogard, the person, not the baseball player? <laughs> um, I like to hang out with friends. I've been trying to play a little golf lately. Got a lot of work to do there. <laughs> um, I like watching football. Um, I like watching soccer, too. So kind of just watching sports, hanging out with buddies, playing some golf. Nothing crazy. Who's your football team? I'm a Patriots fan, actually. Okay, so am I, believe it yeah. or not. What do you think about the current situation? Um, I think it's exciting. I think, obviously, it was a historic run um, that probably won't be seen in any sport for a long time. So a lot to be grateful for. And it's kind of an exciting time, I think. You know, Obviously, not as successful as the season as many people wanted, but I think that's part of it. And there's probably a lot to look forward to. Um. Who do you think is more responsible for the dynasty, Brady or Belichick? I think Tom Brady's more responsible. I would have to wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. I'm I'm not even a huge football guy, but uh, <laughs> yeah. so you grew up in California, right? Yes. So how did you become a Patriots fan? Yeah, so I grew up originally outside of Los Angeles and my dad is actually from like the Boston area. I lived actually lived in Worcester for a little bit as well, but so I inherited the Dodgers. I mean, I, I was a big Dodgers fan, um, but there was no football team in L.A. when I was growing up. So I chose between the Niners, which is my mom's team, and the Patriots, which was my dad's team. And as soon as I could kind of figure out what was going on in football, that wasn't really much of a decision to make. So mm -hmm. that's got how it. I got the Patriots, you, and we're, we're sticking with them. <laughs> who do you like for the Super Bowl this year? Uh See, now, nowadays, you know, the Niners are probably a, a pretty good pick. So for my mom, I'll say the Niners. Okay, I like it. Yeah. So, Nick, as we said, like uh, everything kind of came together for you last year at the plate, um, more so than years past. Is there anything specific this offseason that you've been working on that you would like to see um, improved in your game in 24? Yeah, for sure. I think um, last year was a good step. I think that's kind of a good you know, foundation to have. And then... I've been working a lot on my physicality to try and become stronger and faster and more explosive, stuff like that. And then within that, particularly my just kind of bat path from the left side of the plate to kind of try and clean that up a little bit. And um, other than that, that's pretty much it. 
Is there um, like a specific facility or anything you work out in at the off season? I'm actually in Fort Myers right now working out at the spring training complex. Um, but oh, you're with like all, all the, were you with all the guys that were just down there? Uh, like I talked to Chris Troy a couple, I think last week and he was down yeah. there with a bunch of guys. Yeah. Yep. I see Troy every day. <laughs> okay. How did, yeah. uh, what can you tell me Nick about like the camaraderie of this minor league system, not even just specifically in Worcester. I know you guys are all kind of, it's like a melting pot down there in Fort Myers. What have you seen? What can you tell me about the um, chemistry among these young guys? Yeah, it's exciting, man. I think there's a lot of talent in this organization right now. I think there's a lot of guys that want it. And I think when you have a good system the way we do right now, it it only brings out the best in each individual player as well because, you know, being in a good competitive environment with other guys that are, you know, trying to better themselves, you know, it, it naturally just raises that floor for everybody. Um holding each other accountable, kind of competing with each other is the reality of it. Um, but I think that only elevates our individual ability when, you know, you're surrounded by a lot of really good talent too. So Nick, when you were growing up in California, was baseball the only sport you were playing? No, I played a lot of soccer. Um, I probably played as much soccer as I did baseball up until probably like my sophomore or junior of high school is when I started only playing soccer at school and I didn't play it like travel soccer. So that's when like travel baseball full time kind of took over was around like my sophomore year of high school. Yeah. Okay. So you're cousins with former major leaguer, Eric Sogard, right? Yes. So how <laughs> close are you guys? What's your baseball relationship like? Um, It's pretty great. I actually was able to live with him a couple off seasons ago for a few months prior to spring training before his um, last season with Chicago. And that was obviously invaluable just getting to be in Arizona with him and, you know, a lot of other uh, major leaguers at the time. So really good, obviously, you know, a great career for him and he's just a great, a great cousin too, a great guy. So I enjoy spending time with him and he's got a big family too, five kids. So it's fun to hang out with them. So Nick, earlier today, I was actually reading a little bit about you and I came across an article. Your sister's a recording artist in Nashville. She is. Yes. What I'm going to have to assume it's country music. I didn't have to, I didn't have the chance to get into it yet, but I definitely will. It is. Yeah, it is a little, a little different than traditional country. I would say though. Okay. What's her name again? Elena Jane is her okay. name. Okay, Elena Jane. Everyone who's listening, go check her out. Yeah, check her um, out. Have you uh, been down to Nashville yet, Nick? I have, yeah. It's a good time. Okay. So I lived there for uh, the last two years, and I moved up to Jersey it, this past July. What was your favorite thing about Nashville? Um, I think Nashville's got a lot of variety. I think people think of immediately like the Broadway scene and, you know, but you can kind of get whatever you want. You can get some city, you can get country, you can get, it's actually kind of peaceful and, you know, nice and quiet in other areas. So I would say the versatility of the city is probably the coolest thing. About it. Have you been there more than once? Yeah. I actually uh, spent a couple off seasons training there for a good bit. So oh, sweet. I'm there. Yeah. Whereabouts do you train? Chadwick's was the facility I was training and then just kind of hitting in uh, cages with buddies. 
Okay. So as someone who's been down to Nashville, Nick, multiple times, you've seen, like you just said, you've seen the city, you've seen the landscape. How do you think a major league baseball team would fare down there? I think it would do great. I mean, they've obviously got the Titans and I know they're kind of trying to, I think they're getting a new stadium for them. Maybe. I think they're trying to host a Super Bowl or something like that, but I actually saw they had an MLS stadium. Uh, I know they got an MLS team fairly recently. That stadium was Dude, sick. Yeah, that that soccer team down there, when they came out, it was like an immediate hit right off the jump. It was crazy. Right. Yeah, I think I think an MLB team there would crush. I think, obviously, it's a music city, but they're passionate fans about their sports teams. The Predators, you know, they crush it in, in the NHL. So I think that would be a pretty a pretty good market to tap into. Absolutely, man. I covered the sounds, the AAA for the Milwaukee Brewers for the couple years I was down there, and everyone kind of uh, reiterated the same sentiment you did that it would be a fantastic uh, expansion, t- uh, fantastic lo- t- location for right. an expansion team. So, right. um, <laughs> and my only thing with that, Nick, is like I wouldn't really be sure where they would be able to put it because if you put yeah. it where the ballpark is now, it's not big enough for a major league stadium. It's just right. not. Um, I don't know. Something to think about, something to uh, keep tabs on in the future. But all right. You mentioned a little while ago that you were a Dodgers fan growing up. Yeah. Okay. Your uncle is Steve Sachs. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of got it on, on both sides of the family here, but. He was obviously a, a legendary Dodger and had a pretty sick career. <laughs> Six All-Stars, yeah. couple World Series, um, Rookie of the Year. So, yeah, he he, he was doing it. <laughs> How um, – so, like, uh, is he on your mom's side, on your dad's side? How are you related yeah. to him? He's my mom's brother. <laughs> yeah, and so- then Eric is my, my dad's uh, brother's son. What are Thanksgivings like at your house? <laughs> yeah, it's a little spread out. Um, my dad being from the East Coast, um, a lot of his family's still over there, but my my mom's family lives in Sacramento predominantly. So her brother, uh, her other brother, Dave Sachs, actually was a major league player as well. Um, yeah. Yeah, had a, had a nice career too. And the head coach at Wright State University, killing it over there. So shout out to Al as well. Man, your entire family baseball legends. So, <laughs> yeah. did you, Nick, when you were growing up, like, were you were you and Steve close? Obviously, he was playing probably the majority of the time when you were a kid. But would he like come over? Would you guys like play catch? Like, I want to hear about that. Right, not not as much. Um, my biggest family trainer for sure is, has been my dad. Uh, we're playing all the time, growing up the whole time. Um, but yeah, no, Steve and I have definitely grown closer over the years spending more time in Sacramento lately in the off seasons has been, has been cool. Um, but yeah, <laughs> always talking ball in, in the family for sure. There we go. Do you guys still, do you guys keep in touch now or not so much? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I was, I was just hanging out with him um, a few weeks ago before I came out here. Just hanging out with him. What is he? And I'm not going to ask you to really speak for him, but like in the conversations you have with him, what does he think about how the games evolved today? Yeah, no, he definitely he definitely um, acknowledges kind of just the acceleration of the game, specifically on the mounds. You know, the way that the guys throw today is is definitely different um, than than when when he was playing. But I think it's important too to acknowledge like 
the the similarities, especially with the mindset. I think the mindset stuff um, can go a long way as far as just the kind of competitive fire and drive and the energy that he played with specifically is really impressive. Um, he would, he would walk for ball four and sprint to first base, you know, and, and get ready. He said he would do that warming up to, to get ready to steal second base. So I think, you know, you can warm, you can learn a lot from different styles of players, you know? Mm-hmm. How do you, Nick, especially be, like jumping around defensive positions, how do you mentally prepare for that? I love it. Um, I think it kind of keeps things fresh, you know, like I'll, I've, I have, recently last year in AAA taken the field and thought like, oh damn, like where am I playing right now? And I have to like look around and see where everyone else is running to so I can make sure I run to the right spot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it definitely keeps it fresh. Um, it's fun. Um, I enjoy it. I think it's, it's, it's cool to be able to be an impact defender at multiple positions. It's not something that's super common. So I relish the role. So being at AAA the last couple of years, Nick, you've seen uh, like guy, guys on the Red Sox roster come up and down for rehab assignments and stuff. Right. Can you share, uh, give me some insight into any any one of those guys and how they treated you guys uh, down there when they were in Worcester? It could be anyone that comes to your mind. All of them come to mind, honestly. <laughs> They're all just really, really good about it. Um, you know, anything you want to ask them, more than receptive. I think a, a notable standout is Chris Sale. Obviously, he spent more time down there than he would have liked, but just tapping into his mentality and just the way that he went about his everyday business. And I think one story about him is he was rehabbing in Portland in 22 when I was playing there. And, you know, a lot of times the rehab guys on days they're not pitching will kind of come in, do their work and then, you know, head out once their, once their work is done, you know, not stay all day and then through a 7 PM game, right. When they just are kind of just getting their stuff done. And he was done with his work by probably 4 PM. He hung out just with the boys. Doesn't really know any of us that much. And, you know, 7 PM game, he's in the dugout with us, you know, as a teammate, you know, through the, through the game. And then, uh, that weekend there was like a UFC event going on. He offered to to buy the fight for everybody and hang out in the clubhouse Saturday night. And just, just a guy's guy, man. He's, he's like a top level competitor. Obviously he's been at the top of the game on the mound and is just the ultimate teammate as well. So he's definitely a standout, but all of them have honestly been great during their time with us. Mm -hmm. That's great to hear. Nick, were you in the dugout or in the general vicinity the day (laughs) Chris sale had his, uh, little mishap in the or temper tantrum we can say yeah. in the in the dugout with the tv i was not there for that um okay. but i mean that that's the, that speaks to his his competitive spirit you know you think may, oh maybe he's just in a triple a game he doesn't he doesn't care that much or whatever absolutely not you know he, he's got benchmarks he wants to hit and he's gonna make sure he hits them and that's exactly why he's been as successful as he has, I'm sure. Right. Uh, Nick Stogard, thank you so much for joining the Sock Sack Podcast. We will talk to you at some point during this season. For sure. Thank you for having me.